Pro Football Focus grades the Chicago Bears offense and defensive units. Do we agree with their rankings? The Sox and Cubs still remain among the top in their divisions in mid-June, and we rank our top three Bears memes slash memeable moments. That and plenty more up next on the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Here we go. And welcome back to episode three of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Has a microphone, so your ears are safe for the episode three. So hallelujah, give it, hallelujah, give it, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, before we get going, how how's everyone doing? Did you guys have a good uh, week since our last uh, recording? Tim, what have you been up to? It's heating up here in Phoenix. Uh, heat, heat. Uh, we're at what 118 right now or something like that 115 Woo! so i know there's a heat wave everywhere but man oh man it is it is a hot one yeah i mean it's got it's got to be because of those phoenix suns man they're just they're heating up they're the suns it's just ample suns and four dude suns and four that, dude that guy he's a he's got to like sing the national anthem at the next suns game so he is just a legend i saw uh, devin booker tweeted out he wanted to get his info so i don't know maybe he'll be i don't know Team mascot for the next. I didn't realize Devin Booker's been in the league for a while. He's absolutely been in the league, and I think in the last Suns games I've been in the last couple years, he's always hit the game-winning shot. Like yeah, he's good. good. he's a baller. Jack, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, work and uh, apartment hunting. For those who don't know. Uh, I am moving to Washington D.C. for my new job. Uh, so it's been a interesting couple weeks of trying to get a hold of people for apartment leases um, or virtual tours. Uh, it's not fun. So we have narrowed it down to two. I did a showing today. I have another one tomorrow around one o'clock uh, Chicago time. And we'll make the decision, get the applications in and uh, see which one I want the most. But yeah, it's it's a great location. Um, both these apartments are about four or five blocks from the white house, which is kind of cool. So you're also right there by the national mall to do all the sightseeing and stuff. Um, both of them are underpriced, which I was surprised. So yeah, it's exciting. And the eventually team bear podcast or team bear sports podcast will be in, in three different time zones, East coast, West coast, Midwest, the bears are everywhere. Covering the national landscape, baby. They're gonna be they're gonna be adapted to all climates. You thought you had all to worry terrain. about those goalers in the in the Americas? <laughs> oh, oh uh-huh. you thought wrong. Have we decided that's what we're gonna call him? A goaler? Goaler. Yeah. Goaler Prisley Bear. I think goaler sounds good. Tim, you know, Tim wasn't wrong about the bears having a um like a farmer's tan. For those who follow us on Twitter, that bear has a farmer's tan. And also I'm going to give a shout out to my sister, Mary Reed, who suggested we use that info on our bears um, news of the week. So that was all credit to her. 
Yeah, Sister big, insiders, let's go. Big, big shout out, Mary. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say closeted, uh, you know, bear enthusiast. I don't know. She's Team Bear. She is she's Team Bear. bear. Okay. She's, she's, team bear. Bear. she's always been Team Bear. I don't think yeah. you can she's be part of the family if you are. No, there's no Team Gorillas here. There's no Team Gorillas. I mean, Claws, man. Claws. Will be the number one and most you know important part of that debate. Uh, for myself, I actually just got not just got back, but I attended uh, my first Sox game, and it seems like it was two years, and it was awesome. They won in extra innings, uh, beat the Rays in a series, which is you know we'll get into that later. But uh, I got to take the fam out, got to take the wife and the little guy out. It was awesome. First first game was a win, so he's the good luck charm. Uh, stayed to the eighth inning i think and beat the traffic couldn't 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 beat it a little upset that we didn't stay for the win but you know had to leave early are you guys big into leaving early for games or are you sticking it out no matter what do you like to beat the traffic do you stay the game the whole time what's what's your take on that i mean i think you have an excuse when you got a you know you got a little one there you know obviously he dictates where you're going and when you're going right so for sure for sure but before i i have always kind of been like let's beat traffic i mean you guys know me from college i you know i oh. be at a party and then i'm gone the midway to the, party. In the bush is out done you know, where did you know, kevin go doesn't matter what time it could be eight o'clock it could be 10 o'clock it could be 2 a.m you know i'm I gonna just, walk i'm gonna walk an hour and a half from the bars back to our apartment <laughs> I feel like it's time to leave. I got to go. So I'm, I've always kind of been a, you know, beat the traffic, you know, unless it's obviously a big, super big game, you stick it out. But, you know, regular season. I, it's weird because, leave. like, Wrigley, um, you, like, you got to coordinate with getting on the L from the red line and then back to Union. And I think the last Union um, train back to, like, the suburbs or everything is at, like, 1030. And then the the last one is like midnight, so like yeah, you kind of have to. You're either, yeah, you're either the hustling or you're going to the bars. Yeah, right. Thank, so if, it, if it's Uber. a day game, it's a day game. I'm staying because then you know if it's a weekend, trains run every two hours. You're going to be fine. Um, night game, a little bit different, a little bit di- especially a weekday night game. Yeah, for sure. Like today, I like we were driving back and we hit rush hour rush hour traffic and we it's it was crazy because we didn't even like even think about it being a Wednesday or whatever. So like, what's all, all the traffic just cause the days all kind of blur together now in the summer, me being off. So I was like, what's with all the traffic, but it's rush hour. So it's a good thing we did cause having to have rush hour traffic. And, you know, I think it was like 20,000 people there battling that. So definitely, definitely smart. We left early socks won, So, you know, I didn't jinx ourselves by leaving because, you know, like I said, superstitious and all, uh, but let's get into it. We got lots of bears, Cubs, socks, you know, a rank power rank is to get through. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is that pro football focus came out and graded uh, each team. And obviously we're going to be going over the Chicago bears uh, rankings, but they ranked the bears uh, different uh, offensive and defensive groupings. And we're going to do a little bit of a Goldilocks action on what we think these rankings are. So we're going to go down the list. We're going to talk about the different groupings, running backs, wide receivers, D line, et cetera. And if we think that the ranking is a little bit, you know, too high, that's going to be, oh, that porridge is a little bit too hot. So if it's too, if the ranking is too high, that porridge is a little bit too hot. It's if too we think, hot. If we think that, if you think the ranking needs to be boosted up a little bit, ooh, too cold. That porridge is, you know, put that thing back in the microwave for 30 seconds. We'll be good to go. 
And if you think it's just right, we're going to say it's just right. Just chef's kiss. Mwah. Goldilocks and right. Goldilocks and who, Kev? That would be the three bears. Woohoo! We're trying to make everything bear related on this podcast. Doesn't matter if it's Goldilocks and the three bears, the Chicago Bears, Golder Bears. Everything bear, baby. All right. So the first one we have, we have the running backs. Okay. The running backs, pro football focused, have them ranked as 11th out of all NFL teams. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, Jackson, what do you have? Is that too hot, too cold, or is that just right? Um, I think it's going to be a little, I think it's just right, to be honest with you. Um, I think Montgomery getting better at the end of the year. He showed that he could definitely increase his load capacity when they actually run the fucking ball. Um, and the offensive line adjusted. Interesting to see what um, Tariq Cohen's going to do once he's healthy. I mean, I'm getting tired of seeing him run east-west instead of north-south. He needs to greatly improve. So I, I'm going to say it's just right. I think there's a lot of room for improvement. And let's be honest, today's NFL is not big on running backs. So I, I can see the Bears just outside the top 10, uh, especially since, you know, Montgomery, this is coming into his third year. He's going to be hitting his prime, you know, soon. If he stays healthy, yeah, I'm okay with 11. Yeah, and I can see if, you know, with depending on when Justin Fields plays, you know, early, late, whatever, you know, Obviously, having a just having a quarterback that can throw a ball to a receiver is just gonna you know only make that better. Uh, Tim, what do you have for the running backs at number eleven? Uh, running back room at eleven. I'm gonna say that's that's too hot. That's that's too hot. It's not like holy moly scalding my mouth, but it, it's too hot. And and the reason being is not because I don't believe in Montgomery. But I'm hearing reports about Tariq Cohen being stiff at practice, got, you know, got something around his leg. Maybe his injury is a little bit too more serious than we thought about. And that, that guy relies on speed. I mean, he doesn't rely on his body, right? And it's, it doesn't matter how good our running backs are. We're hampered by the play calling ability that will gravitate towards passing the ball. So I think that even if we are a team that has a, a stud running back, and I think David Montgomery is a good pick for fantasy owners. I just think that he's just not going to get the volume because Nagy's not going to give it to him time and time again. Yeah, I can see all that happening. I did not know about the Terry Cohen injury. Definitely, I don't know. He, that guy is, you know, he's toast if he cannot, you know, run that, make his cuts and go, you know, run they're like a 4 gonna, 3 40. They're still going to run him through the tackles and he's going to get crushed. <laughs> Yeah, that five foot six, hundred and seventy pound running back running an HB HB dive is what uh, I really want to see from our from our offense. But so myself, I, I agree with you, Jack. I think that is just just right. I think Goldilocks is sitting down at that bowl of running backs and saying, "Man, whoever cooked this just knows what they're doing. Took it out of the oven at the perfect time. Let it cool a little bit, and it's just right." I think that. With all of these rankings, when I first look at them, just with my Bears Homer glasses on, I was like, oh, my God, these are all just so terrible. Like, they should all be ranked higher. But, you know, mm -hmm. after I got that out of my system and kind of took a step back, kind of got to look at these, you know, with reality. Um, I was looking at the top ten running back kind of groupings, pairings, and I think there's that— a lot of good, There's a lot of good running backs in the league, man. There's a lot of—I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, man, they could be a top eight 
top eight, nine, or whatever. Then I was like looking at the actual running backs. I was like, uh, maybe not. I think they're outside the top ten. Eleven, I think, is good. David Montgomery, I, like I mentioned before, I think if Justin Fields or if Andy Dalton comes in and sh- there's actual competent quarterback a, play, a quarterback that could take the top off and throw for more than twenty yards probably helps our running backs, right? Yeah, and he, we're not looking at you know eight man boxes and just saying, well, you know, what are we gonna right. do? I, I, you that, just need more consistency from running backs. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, Montgomery got better. It seemed like mid November through the end of the year because they actually trusted him. Like, I don't know yeah. why Nagy doesn't trust him. It's like, hey, this is a guy who, who can do everything. Give him the damn ball. Yeah, and I think that Dave Montgomery does have the potential to be to crack the top ten. You know, I don't oh, think absolutely. He's, he'll be top five or anything like that. Yeah. But I definitely think, you know, with his ability to, you know, run, catch, you know, do all that, that he they could go up in there. But I think that just as of right now in these preseason uh Rankings, I think that 11 is just right, but I think they can crack their way into the top 10. All right, next up we have the wide receiver slash tight end combination. Is that too hot, too cold, or is that just right? Tim, what do you have for the wide receivers and tight ends? Whew, um, get your scarf on because that is too cold. That is Ooh, too it's cold chilly. of a take. It's I think the AC oh. just kicked on it here. It's a woo. woo. Oh man, that is cold. Um, Allen Robinson's a stud. I mean, whether or not you're going to say he's a bear the following year, he's a bear this year. So he's a stud. He's the best receiver that we've seen currently. You know, as a bear, as Bears fans. Um, I think Cole Komet takes a step up because, again, there was the guy runs hard, and th- there was never a criticism I had about him last year that was, oh, man, this guy isn't good. My criticisms about Cole Komet was, why isn't he getting the ball? Why isn't he going on the field? So I think Cole Komet takes a big step up. Um, and then, obviously, you know, Darnell Mooney's got just – he's got it. He's got it, man. The guy can run the routes. He's going to make Ramsey look like a – a fool on week one and hearing good things about Marquise Goodwin, uh, uh, taking, you know, potentially being that burner for us. Obviously it, it, it sucks that we don't have our, uh, rookie that we just drafted, uh, or will he'll be dealing with that injury, but we potentially have a bear squad where we don't have to put a whole bunch of like faith in Anthony Miller, which is nice. Uh, you know, so yeah. I think that that's a I think that's a cold, cold porridge. I I have to agree. I think that, you know, I feel like I got Gucci man sitting next to me just in my ear going, because that that is just too cold. <laughs> that is just too cold. I think that a lot of I mean, I don't know these guys, obviously, but I think that they're basing a lot of that off of last year's once again, quarterback play. I think that the fact that. You know, Darnell Mooney probably could have had at least two or three more touchdowns and, you know, a couple hundred extra yards if Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles could throw the ball to him. So I think that, like you said, Allen Robinson, seems like every year he's playing for his contract, so he's got a a ball out. He can't just, you know, take this year off if he wants to get paid, either by the Bears, hopefully, or another team. Darnell Mooney, stud. He's going to torch Jalen Ramsey in the first game of the year. Uh, Cole Komet. I agree. I think he takes a step up. Uh, the one thing I will say, I know you said you didn't really have any qualms with him, is that sometimes he would run too hard, and that could cause you know extra guys to come in, punch the ball out, because he did seem like he 
you know, fumbled the ball a few times last year. But even, you know, Jimmy Graham, I know that the signing is like, what the hell are you doing? But he did have some good red zone uh, touchdowns last year. So I think that this is too cold. I think that this is like a mid, mid-teens, like 16, 17, maybe even 15 wide receiver tight end grouping. Um, yeah, definitely too cold for me. Jack? This is just right. I think wow. um, you need to see. I was, I, I was, we all agree Allen Robinson's a stud. He's arguably a top 10 wide receiver in the league. Um, but, you know, Mooney, yeah, Mooney was good, but he still didn't put up like great rookie wide receiver numbers. He put up good rookie wide receiver numbers for the Chicago Bears, right? Um, he needs to step up and be a two. Can he? I think he can. However, um, you mentioned Cole Komet, but however, on the tight ends room, like we still have Jimmy Graham. Like I know Jimmy had like six or seven touchdowns last year, but he's old. Like this is going to be his 12th year. Would have thought Anthony that he would have never came back after leaving off that touchdown like he did. I mean, that's the perfect Yeah, that's the best thing. way. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. This touchdown doesn't matter. He scored it and literally walked into the. Well, he said, oh, you're going to pay me that much? Yeah, I'll be coming back next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anthony Miller is still on, on the team, and Matt Nagy still likes to use Anthony Miller a lot. Um, Marquise Goodwin is also a little bit older. Uh, to go back to Miller really quick, I I am so done with Anthony Miller. I was done with Anthony Miller after he's got his all second the, He game. had all the talent and route running ability, and he's used none of it. He just he's... does the dumbest stuff imaginable. Like I remember the game against the Raiders in London a couple years ago where I think Robinson scored a touchdown and Miller gets a 15 yard penalty for like trash talking a guy that happens at least like once every four games or like he'll get into a fight with someone. It's like, Anthony, we don't have that many options on this offense. We can't lose 15 yards. We can't, we just can't make up for it. Um, I'm going to say this is just right. You know, I think Mooney definitely is on the uptick. Calmet, I want to see what he can do once he becomes a primary wide receiver. Until then, yeah, this they're still 21. Like, and every NFL team has three or four really good wide receivers. And to only say that, like, Allen Robinson, and you're being hopeful for Marquise Goodman, uh, Goodman you're being hopeful for Mooney, and you're being hopeful that Anthony Miller can somehow turn it around, and you have a tight end who's super old and a tight end that hasn't been used a lot. So yeah, that's, it's just right. In November of last year, I'm looking at a, a stat and I know this, this is kind of a fluky stat, but Anthony Miller led the, the league with uh, the EPA impact, the expected point average impact from drop passes. He was higher than yeah. Evan, hi, higher than Evan Engram on the giants. Oh, and Javon because, because, probably... because he doesn't drop. I mean, he dropped it a lot last year comparatively to what he usually does. But so he gets a it's, 15 it's not, penalty. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not about the amount of drops he has. It's just those drops are like on a big third down or like, you know, something like that. I mean, and you can't be like... dropping the ball like on a third and seven. Right. Especially when you're at the sticks or if you're you're it's already like a guaranteed first down if you were to catch the ball. So, yeah, they're they're 21. They have to step up. I want to see Mooney get better. I definitely think Mooney can get better. Um, obviously, like I said, Robinson's a stud, but the others have a lot to work with. And they're also some of the other key players that we're relying on are older players. 
Yeah, you know, I didn't even mention Javon Wims. I don't or Anthony Miller when I was. Uh, uh, don't want him on my, the team. I think I didn't even mention. Remember, them like three years ago, we we're all excited about Wims because, like, man, this guy is huge and he can run. Dude, he, he him I, and Anthony we, Miller I are going to be. They're going to be in a tag team in the WWE the next year because they're just throwing hands at anyone who wants them. So, I don't know. I mean, that wait playoff game, Oh, wait a minute. He's got a helmet on. They've rejuvenated. <laughs> they, that playoff game where Wims dropped, dropped the touch, uh, touchdown on, you know, in the end yeah. zone, that ball is supposed to be for Mooney, you know, but Mooney was hurt. Mooney probably makes that catch. Wims, it's why you're fifth, fourth wide receiver on the team. Yeah, do we still have... Uh... Calvin Ridley's brother on the team. Riley think, Ridley, the one that we, but I, I kind of like Riley Ridley on the team. That's just definitely, this, that's a four star name too. No. Yeah. Just, just for the, just for the, <laughs> Riley just, for the just for the, the sole fact of like the, the bears, we always need this. And any, every football team needs like a Riley Ridley of like a guy who never sees the field and he's probably just really bad. So that's why he doesn't see the field. But just so that we could all get on the subreddit and be like, where the hell is Riley Ridley, dude? Like, like, where the hell is he at? Like Did you see him in training player? camp? <laughs> he's like your third, he's like your third, second baseman on a baseball team where they never start, but they're the, just there always like clapping in the dugout. And like eventually when they do start, like on a Sunday getaway day, they go like 0 for 3. And they're like, oh yeah, that's why he never starts. Yeah. yeah. 0 for 3 with like a hit by pitch or something like that. Yeah. And he damn, hit, you see him, you see him run those bases though. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Did you, did you see him take oh, those? They have to be fast. They have Good to be fast. Good at bats. Good at bats. That was a great route. Okay. So that was the wide receivers and tight ends. Next up, we have the offensive line, which Pro Football Focus has ranked as 27th out of possible 32 teams. Uh, I think the the I think it's slightly too cold. I think that it could be bumped up a little bit. I can kind of understand where they're coming from because I think it's a lot of you know unknowns with Tevin Jenkins coming in and the other uh, tackle that we signed or that we drafted. Excuse me, um, Jermaine Fetty. We have Daniels and Whitehair. Last year there was injuries. It just a lot of like in and out from last year's O line. So. I think that they will be better this year. I kind of understand their ranking. Um, but I think that it is a little bit too cold. It could be, I think that as of right now, they could probably be put at like a 25, 24, um, not cracking anywhere in the you know top 20. But I think that they did come along better as the season progressed last year. They were pretty God awful towards the start, but I think they definitely showed improvement. Um, so a little bit too cold, you know, just, you know, put it back in the microwave for about five seconds and you should be good to go. Jackson, where do you have this Chicago Bears offensive line at 27th? Uh, same thing, just barely a little too cold. Uh, they got better at the end of the year. Um, I want to see what Jenkins does. Like I've said, week one of our podcast, Jenkins might could be the best player we drafted out of this draft, um, de- depending on how we use him and how well he can develop. Um, Fetty got better last year. Daniels and Whitehair obviously got need to get healthy. And hopefully they can keep producing. And again, like I think two things from the offensive line play. One, they are they are not a good zone blocking team, in which zone blocking is a whole nother issue. Um, they got better as they actually ran the the damn ball. You know, get off the like get into that second layer, push you know defensive linemen, get to those uh, linebackers and create problems. That they did that uh, in the second half 
of the season. And so obviously you want to keep building off of that. That's why you draft a person like Jenkins. But, you know, again, they need to stay healthy. They need to continuously um, grow and, you know, play, just play better and be more consistent. And I think having a, a new quarterback, whether it be Dalton or possibly Fields, I think will also, like, help their raise their game, too. Tim? It's 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 cold. It's not you know it's not ridiculously cold like you you know like basically like you guys are saying it's just chilly. Like I'm not I might not even if this is outside I might not even put a hoodie on. I'm just gonna put maybe just a little bit of a, a long sleeve on uh, because it, it, it again I think Jackson just nailed it at the at, at the end of uh, what he said there in the sense of the new quarterback. I mean I don't if Fields or Dalton are in there. Dalton was. Behind turnstiles, or turn you know turnstiles in, in Dallas, I think he's probably learned after that year to get rid of the ball quick. Um, so I think when he's on there, I think we'll be able to do that. I think Fields being able to use his legs a little bit will help as well. So and I, I think it, it, a lot of it last year was the plug and play, not knowing who's the guys you know, at the start. And I think yeah. we now know more of this. I think we we. You know, we give a little bit of praise to our former center um, that is helping out some of these guys like Mustafer and all that and and saying, you know what, these guys are going to win it in training camp and hopefully barring injuries that we could get these guys, you know, um, you know, as a cohesive unit and not just this. Oh, it's this now, this now, this now. We just need to, you know, if if, you know, if Cody Whitehair is going to play guard, then I want him playing guard all season. Like, you know, like 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, mis- like, the mismatching killed him. Like, yeah, let's, you, let's, you don't get anyone is is he a center? Or is he a guard? Yeah, what's People Daniels have... doing? What's Whitehair doing? Yeah, right. like, and that's why, major, and that's why major it's injury nice. It's kind of nice with Jenkins. Like, hey, we're going to start him right now at LT instead of you know our you know right tackle. And I get that he might, it probably would have benefited him more to be at right tackle a little bit and, and move over. But maybe for the longevity of him, we're just like this guy is just a giant human being. Let's just throw him in and let's see if he can just block some guys. Yeah, definitely. He Jenkins definitely has the potential to be. Great has all the qualities I think of being a really great left tackle, tenacious, like will wants to kill you is another actual bear on He's the long. offensive side of the ball. And it, the fact that he looks goofy, I love I love it. I love oh, the fact absolutely. that he's just a big goofy, freckly he's, redhead. He's long too. He's got some long arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. So next we next up we have the defensive line, which Pro Football Focus has ranked sixth out of the thirty two NFL teams. Jackson, is this a little bit too hot? Is it this too is way cold? too hot? This Just is way right. too hot. Yeah. One defensive line. I love Akeem Hicks, but you know the show's over. I mean, he's on his last legs. Um, Eddie Goldman, I get why he sat out. A lot of players did last year. You know, that's we're not going into that discussion. You know, is he going to be up to par? Is he going to have his lungs ready to go? I mean, you can be in great shape, but if you're not game speed live, you know, it's a lot different. Um, who else do we have on the defensive line? I know they just drafted a guy from BYU. Let's see what he does. But this is way too hot. I, this is, I think they're just relying on old picks. Are we considering Mac and Quinn 
a part of the the, the D line too? Because I know it's tech. They play that three four crap. Yeah, I think I would. Put, I would. I, think, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I certainly. Would, put, I certainly don't put him as a linebacker. Yeah, even though okay, he could so be. Okay, so it yeah. might. I mean, Khalil Mack. You know, I know he was a Pro Bowler last year. Um, I, I felt like he was down. I I feel like Mack has he hasn't been getting those key sacks on like a third down and like the third quarter against like a a really good team or against a really good offensive lineman. That's what he needs to get back to. Robert Quinn seems like he just fooled us all and he got a bunch of money. Is he going to step up? I'd be really interested to see what he does. Yeah, this is too hot. Too hot for me, man. Tim, too hot, too cold, or is this number six just right? It's it's the another agree with Jackson here. It's too hot. I mean, mainly because of the the unknowns. I mean, the, we have Hicks, like you said, that is uh, you know probably not a bear in the foreseeable future and might be getting up to that age. And then I, you know I'm looking and seeing that the only guy that doesn't show up for our minicamp is Eddie Goldman, uh, guy is the only person who opts out and then isn't going to show up to minicamp, it's not a good sign. Like, is this guy going to be back? Is he just not in shape? Like, what's going on? He was going to be one of the things that I would say, okay, maybe I can see you at six if he's coming back and he can be the guy that plugs it up. Yes, I think one of the biggest stories, Blail Nichols just showing up and that guy wants to get paid. So he's going to be a dog out there. But I forgot about Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Quinn is the big what if. We know what 52 can do, but he needs help. I mean, we got rid of, you know, we got rid of uh, Floyd for the reason. Robert Quinn's got to step up. We have, I think we have the potential to be six, but that's, that's, that's our, that's our ceiling. And I don't, I don't see us there currently right now. Yeah, I agree. This is just a three day forecast of just straight heat, too hot. You know, I'm, you know, it's tank tops, bathing suit, flip flops. Maybe just stay in the house. Get that suntan lotion out, man. Oh, man. This is, this is too hot. This is too hot. I think that this is, I know that the D line has, you know, had its moments. Obviously, Mac does what he does. He gets held in every play, so he can only do so much. Um, But I feel like a lot of this is just kind of like name recognition, you know, like, oh, Akeem Hicks is on the D line. You know, he is constantly hurt and then he's in there. It's like, I know he's, you know, he's takes awesome, up. but he's just, it's just, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the best, uh, best ability is availability, that whole cliche. And then, like you said, you know, if you're going to miss the whole season and not show up to minicamp, are you trying to hide that? Like you're out of shape. Is he going to come in looking like Eddie Lacey? Like what's the whole deal? Is he going to perform? I think this is too hot. I think that you hit it on the head, Tim, that six could be there their ceiling, but I'm not expecting that. I'm when I'm watching them on defense, I'm not expecting, you know, the Bears D line that we've seen in previous years. I think uh, yeah. I want to see Mac win one on ones again. Right? The Bears can be the greatest defensive line if Mac wins one on ones. If he, he gets does, he don't he doesn't get them though. Yeah. When he does though, that's when he's got to capitalize. That's when he's got to get a hit on the quarterback, a sack or a possibly you know, a fumble, give him his holding calls that he doesn't get. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. If you're a good offensive lineman, refs will turn a blind eye to a holding call, right? Because you've earned it. And like, there is a technique where you can get away with it. You know, that's 
in the rare opportunity, he has to win those battles, and he hasn't been winning those battles for quite some time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, obviously, they prove us wrong, and we just have to, especially with Quinn, and we'll cover that in our next segment, kind of, sort of. But yeah, hopefully that you know we have if we had those two dominant D line edge rushers, linebacker edge rushers, whatever, then you know if they can both perform and get pressure from both sides, you know, so they can just at the quarterback will be good but we shall see uh all right next up we have linebackers at 11th so tim is that too hot too cold or is that just right that's too cold roquan's a stud i i think roquan makes you your your linebacker core better just by being there um i've heard a lot of good things about vildor and in, in minicamp i think he can plug and play for whatever reason i think the uh the Desai, a defensive coordinator, uh, move is a great move in the sense of we're getting good linebacker play from the guys that are stepping up. Um, You know, I mean, obviously I would love to have kept some guys like Kwiatkowski and all that. Trevathan might be the the outlier and, okay, you know, know, a little bit. He always looks really slow at the beginning of the season. But I think Roquan can cover sideline to sideline. I think he's going to be that guy, and I think he's going to be in the all – all said and done, he'll be in everyone's, you know, right now he's talked about his potentially being a top five linebacker, but I think he'll absolutely solidify that uh, next year, year barring injury. Yeah, I have, I have the linebackers as just right for now. I think that this is solely based off of what Roquan's health looks like. I know he's been kind of, you know, lingering, not lingering, but he's, kind of seems like he's always has something that he's dealing with and it's kind of like affected affected him. I know when he's out there, he's, he's great. He's a pro bowler. I know, but I just want to see him play full 16 games. I think hopefully Danny Trevathan, 17, se- 17 games. I keep forgetting about that. Um, well, that, that's just an extra game for him to possibly get hurt, which sucks. Um, Danny Trevathan, he's kind of looked a little old. I'm hoping that he kind of turns back the clock a little bit, but I agree with you, Tim. I think that the, Defensive coordinator. I think Pagano just like he just kind of looked like he was clueless on the sidelines out there. Just kind of looks like he was clueless. Didn't really care. I don't know what the what My the whole. My favorite is the interviews, and now he's saying like, "Oh, I would have stayed if I would have been able to have Rogers or whatever." And it's just like, dude, you retired because we were going to fire you. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they got we... worse. They got worse yeah. every year. And what and what like the reports are coming back is that they like the like Desai the guy who's the new uh, defensive coordinator. So uh, I think that 11 is just right. I think they have ability to crack the top 10, you know, really push up there. But right now I think that it's kind of like a wait and see new coordinator, see if Roquan's healthy, see if Trevathan, you know, kind of looks a little bit, gets a little bit of spring in his step and we'll be good from there. So I think it's just right. Jackson. Uh, I actually think this is a little too cold. I'm with Tim. I think Roquan's a stud. It's a shame that he hasn't been voted to a Pro Bowl yet, but the NFC is, you know, loaded with um, great linebackers as always. Trevathan, I think he needed the preseason last year. You know, he is getting older, um, and but you know he was able to really get better. You know, week ten on, um, and I think he was probably battling some injuries. It seemed like. You know, I expect both of them to continuously be better. You know, obviously being in a 3-4 is a tricky um, way to play linebacker. You know, you have a 
especially when you're on the inside, you have a lot more different responsibilities than you would in a regular four, three. Um, but you know, I, I think this is just a little too cold. I think Roquan, I think this is the year he really steps up and usually the bears don't give that fifth year option and they did with Roquan. So yeah, let's bear down. Bear down indeed. Last one, we have secondary, which pro football focus has ranked at as 19th. Um, so for my take on this, I have them as just right, just based off of pretty much which Eddie Jackson we see this year. If it's, you know, two years ago, Eddie Jackson, this could be a top 10 secondary. If it's last year's secondary or last year's Eddie Jackson, where he doesn't know how to tackle, he just is not the ball hawk that he seemed to be two years ago, then I think that 19th is kind of a good good spot for them. Um we got Desmond Trufant now. I know losing Kyle Fuller sucks. Uh, he's going to reunite with uh, Vic Fangio in Denver. Um, so obviously we lose out on a great corner there. Desmond Trufant, I think he's good. I think he's in his 30s, so he's probably not you know, in his prime. But I think that, like I said, if Eddie Jackson and his whole number switched to number four, rejuvenates him, he can go back to his you know, prior prowess as being a ball-hawking free safety. I think this could push into a... You know, good secondary, maybe top 10 kind of ceiling there. Um, but I think this is just right. I think Goldilocks stepped into a good bowl of secondary and think this is just perfect. So I think 19th is good. Uh, Jackson, what do you think on the secondary? I have it just right, too. Um, again, it comes on Eddie Jackson. You know, is he the Eddie Jackson why I got his jersey? Or is he the Eddie Jackson who looks like he's trying to tackle people with his arms inside of his T-shirt? Um, just out there, just like trying Taking. to like. He looks like the guy from Monty Python who got his arms and legs chopped off. And he's just trying to like, I'll bite your kneecaps. But he doesn't do that even like. And the like angle, this is the, the angles he runs. looks like the angles I was trying to draw with the protractor in fifth grade, dude. I mean, it's just like, yeah. what are you doing? And we're lefties. Tim, so it's always harder too. So I think with Eddie, first of all, he's never been a good tackler. If you watch him in the year the Bears were good uh, in 2018, the the Miami game against, you know, he, I don't think he ever tackled anyone before. Like he's never played, and it goes back to with the secondary. You know, when they got rid of Adrian Amos, that really hurt. You know, you looked at Adrian Amos the past two years with. Green Bay, you know, pro football. That was a big letdown. That was a big yeah. letdown. You know, he has been the top-rated safety the past two years. It allowed Eddie Jackson to be the center fielder. Um, and now he's his role has definitely changed. It changed under Pagano, and it, it, I think it's hurt him. Um, Jalen Johnson, to me, I think has a lot of potential. So we'll see. And uh, there's no Kyle Fuller. We forget that. There's no Kyle Fuller left on this team. Now, do I, do I think that they could have possibly signed him for like another two-year deal? Probably. Um, so I have it just right. I, I, if Eddie can get back to being like a ball hawk and really the development of your strong safety and your cornerbacks, there's potential. So I have it just right. Tim, finish us off. What do you have? Too hot, too cold, or just right? I'm going to have to agree with you guys and pretty much go and put my sights uh, just how you guys squarely put it on. And it's it's on 39 slash number four this year. I and, hate the four. I yeah, hate the four. It's, 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 it's on him. It's on him and, and, and saying, okay, 
we're now it sounds like we're going to change back the system to ha- having him let him be his ball hawk style so we need you to we need you to help lead the team lead that side of the ball and make some plays yeah if he just if he changes to number four well not if he did and he just sucks he looks like a complete ass changes his number and just you know we're number four like trying to act all i don't know though you set yourself up for like if you have a bad season that you can go back to 39 i guess like oh man i'm going back you know do the jordan you know kind of thing so that's true you you know it's weird now because now that jersey's the jersey that i have the 39 jersey is just like oh man that's an old school eddie jackson jersey yeah, he did. He, did he play when it was black and white? Don't try to. Don't try to. Don't try to. Sure, Cody, you're pissed. I I'd be pissed too if I just bought a jersey and now it's just like, oh well. Yeah. It's yeah. Not I, even new. Week, it's not even week, new anymore. The week before I bought the jersey, he scored a touchdown, and then I was like, oh, you know, this was a good investment, and it's just like, ah, oh, shit, he can't tackle again. <laughs> you guys <laughs> gonna you guys, tackle you with no arms? Let's see how it works. You guys think that Kyle Fuller is gonna? do good in Denver? Or do you think he's just kind of be one of those players who gets into a different system and just kind of is like, eh, or people kind of forget about him. He's, he's back with Fangio. Um, I think he'll be okay. I think you certainly need corner, uh, corner help when in that division, right? Carr, yeah. Herbert, and, uh, you he's, know, the he's not going to have a day off. In the league, so. yeah, is, he the, have... is he the number one in Denver or is he the number two? I don't even know who their corners, but I mean, he's going to, I remember he doesn't travel, so he's just on his side. So, yeah. All right. Well, that'll lead us into our kind of next segment on the bears. So we were kind of discussing with all these second year players, the bears have, who do you think has the highest expectations coming into their second year as a Chicago bear? There are a lot of different players that you could choose from, uh, Tim, I'll have you go first. Who who do you have as your player in their second year who has the highest expectations coming into this season? Um, I am, and my original thought was 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 Quinn, just because I was like, oh, but we are. I think we already know what we're going to get from him, and uh, so I, I'm going to put my my bet on uh, JJ Jalen Johnson. I think that the secondary needs him. You just we just had our corner leave. You know, for nothing, we don't know what we have in Trufant. He's older, like you said. We, I could see, I could see a thing where potentially he might be going down, and we have a rookie in there and all that. I, I think we need a lockdown guy. I mean, you're in a divi- What we're in a division where he's gonna have to. Sh- I mean, he's got to be on Devante twice. He's gonna be up on Justin Jefferson twice, aren't we? I mean, are we playing against the Cardinals, right? So we're playing against Hopkins. We're playing against the Seahawks. We're gonna play against DJ Metcalf. I mean, the guy cannot get hurt. He like cannot get hurt at all. Like yeah. he's got. He's got to be the guy. Like we have to know that. Like and I, he's already he's he's good, but like he needs to like he doesn't really have a second year development time. He's got to be a pro now. Like yeah, I got to perform. I think he's one of the one second year guys. It's like well, you're it. So figure it out. So and I and I think he he has the, certainly the talent to do it. I think it's just gonna be can he stay on the field? Yeah. So I, for for my pick, I kind of I feel like I kind of went into not left field, but maybe pick someone that. We weren't really thinking of. But I picked Jermaine Effetti. I was thinking originally agreeing with you and saying saying Jalen Johnson for all those reasons. But uh, our offensive line line coach uh, Castillo, he had a quote. I forgot who tweeted it out or which reporter 
commented on it, saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Jermaine Fetty made the Pro Bowl this year. Oh, especially after last season. I know he kind of came along at the end a little bit, but when your offensive line coach puts that out into the media and gets a hold in the Twitterverse or whatever, you're automatically skyrocketed to have the highest. Does he highest just have like no taste buds? I mean, he's just eating porridge that's just scorching hot all day. <laughs> he's, huh? just, he's just <laughs> he's just taking the porridge straight out of the microwave. Just Dude, he's he's gone Yogi. In. He's gone Yogi Bear. He's just eating everything, <laughs> man. Everything that guy eats must just taste just like burnt, like you know that roof of your mouth burnt <laughs> tastes. He doesn't know what anything. Good tastes. dinner, hun. <laughs> Yeah, man, that uh, sushi tastes the exact same as the lasagna from yesterday. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I think Jermaine Fetty is the has the highest ex- expectations just because I think that the Bears need the offensive line to show up, especially when uh, Justin Fields takes the, takes the field. That if he's, he, he, if he's out there, you need the offensive line to step up, especially with a rookie uh, – Left tackle coming in, you need to have, you know, kind of all guys clicking, but especially the guy who was, you know, maybe probably the, well, we don't have uh, Massey anymore and all that or Leno, but a, but a Fetty wasn't very good last year. So if the offensive line coach is going to come out and say, yeah, you could be a pro bowler and you were bad last year and we have the possible Messiah for the Chicago Bears going to take the field and you need to protect him. I think that warrants a very high expectation from you. So, Jermaine Fetty, I think you have the highest expectations. It's Jermaine definitely F- a kick in the ass to get you motivated. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's good that – I don't know if it's good that uh, Castillo is saying that about – Does it give you a lightning rod or does it put fire or, under your ass? Yeah, yeah or does, it, does he tinkle down his legs with the expectations or does he live up to it? I, I yeah. Yeah. All right, Jackson, if, who is your second, uh, second year? Um, so, it, it would have been – to be the different person, because I would actually say both those people are more important than my choice. Uh, I, my, in my heart of hearts, I would say it is Jalen Johnson, just where the um, the secondary is at. But to bring up another good player, I'm going to uh, Mooney because it's also a business opportunity. Because I hope the Bears resign Allen Robinson, but if Allen Robinson decides to walk, which he could, um. You want to make sure you have a solid number one or a person you can, you know, throw the keys to the Cadillac to be like, okay, we can trust this guy in big third down situations to, you know, get 10 catches a game, 100 yards, and maybe a touchdown, right? And if the Bears offense is going to proceed to get better over the next years, Mooney has to be it. He has to develop a relationship with with both Dalton and Fields. Um, And I, I want Robinson to stay. And I think, I don't know, I can go any way with Robinson, but Mooney needs to be ready to take over if Robinson does leave. Yeah, I'm, I am I have faith in Mooney, but I don't know if he's going to be just one of the dozens and dozens and dozens of Bears players that I just get. Bears have not done a good job of developing young wide receivers who they think they could be like a two slash one, right? They. Yeah, I just hope he's not one of those players that like I just get like overhyped for, you know, like that an Adam Shaheen type where obviously he's proven more so in his first year than Adam Shaheen has as his entire career over a bear. But being hyped for Adam Shaheen to be like, oh, my God, this guy's a monster would be like uh, Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller had a decent first year, right? He had like six or seven touchdowns and then he realized, 
I don't think Anthony Miller knows the playbook <laughs> or the NFL rules that you can't like punch people and like yell at opposing players in their face Dang to get signs like signs up and shit and it's just like dude you dropped the ball like, yeah. yeah and then you, no like, but then you get pissed at like the the player the other team it's just like dude they told you not to like they're gonna taunt you the entire game and you took the bait i don't think mooney gives mooney does not give me that impress impersonation um but he he needs to take a step and yeah like i said before he put up good numbers for a bears rookie wide receiver you know, nobody's throwing to him. Nobody's throwing to him. Speaking of no one throwing to any Bears receivers, because last year was just ugh, God, God awful. What do we think about earlier this week, Matt Nagy coming out and saying that Andy Dalton is for sure the week one starter? No ifs, ands or buts about it. What are your what are your, what are your takes? I'll just throw it out to anyone who wants to start on it. What do you what do you think about Nagy saying that Dalton is the Week One starter? Boring. I just, yeah, it's very boring. Like, why even put that out there? Just like we, sh- nobody, and especially because it was with Chris Collinsworth, and he was just like rubbing his hands together. He's like, "Tell me, uh, Justin he, Fields he is going to start." <laughs> he did the slide in like he does yeah. on Sunday oh, Night yeah. Football. Hey, Al. And it's just like, dude, I get what you're trying to do there. But honestly, I think even for – obviously, he doesn't like – I mean, he's just employed by MC, NBC. He doesn't care necessarily about the ratings because he's getting his check. But it's just like people are going to watch this game anyway. But, like, you probably shouldn't ask that because it leave it up to just interpretation and seeing who that who that's going to be. But by Nagy saying that, like, I don't know what is he what, – what's your what's your ultimate goal there? Are you trying to, like, put fire under we, we talked about Justin it last Fields? Week. Or like, what's your goal? I don't get it. I think we all kind of agreed last week that, like, we, we wouldn't be surprised if Nagy had Dalton start week one. None of us are, but why even – you know, I mean, put the mystique out there. Put the, like, you know, get, get the buzz going, especially when you have the – you know, especially, like – you know, talk about your Lamborghini in your garage, even if you're not going to take it out for a drive. Just talk about it. Yeah, you know, no, just, I like, agree. It keeps just, it interesting. Keeps just it think headline. about the just think about the other players like Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, who you know who they want to be their quarterback. Yeah, you know, especially like you see, Allen Robinson, who you're trying to get to sign. Like, yeah, what are you say? What are you saying? Like, and that might you, be the key to sign Allen Robinson. Yeah, what do, what do they think? Like, what, if they're saying, oh, Andy Dalton is going to be our starter week one, that's just like a big, like, wah, wah to those guys, <laughs> you know? Like, but if you're like, you know, I don't, we're going to let the, the play in the, you know, in practice and preseason kind of determine whatever. If he, it's, like you said, had a mystique about it, I think that's kind of. Saying that, that like, in June is just too early, I feel. Yeah, he kind of just. It's like, very weird, though, that like we're ripping on Andy Dalton, but like if Andy Dalton was a Bears quarterback his entire career, like, we'd be like, Andy Dalton is a very good quarterback for us because he took us to the playoffs like four years in great, a row. He's a great dude. He, he's I, not, I, yeah, yeah, he's had, I, he's like, when he looks back at his NFL career, when he looks back at his had. NFL career, he could say, like, I've had a solid NFL career. But the yeah. problem, like, what Tim says is, like, it's not 2016 anymore. Like, there's no mystique, and we want to see what the Lamborghini does. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know that Andy Dalton's kind of just been, like, poo pooed on since we signed him, kind of oh, like 100%. big 100%. wet blanket of like, yeah. oh, we're expecting with ginger, the Russell dude. Wilson talk, with the, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, rumors and all that stuff. But like, 
like you said, he had a, he had a good career with the Bengals. I know with with Marvin Lewis as his head coach, and he had just an, an incompetent oaf as his quarterback or as his coach last year in Dallas, who I felt like was just running these crazy plays because he knows he has great weapons, but knows that their offensive line was just kind of banged up and all that last year or opted out. I forgot exactly which was. So I I don't expect Andy Dalton to come out and just be like complete ass, but. Like you said, you got to have a little bit of mystique to it just so you're not kind of, you know, throwing it all out there for not only the media to get a hold to, but the players hear that and just kind of think like, oh, so we know who it is. We don't have any hope that's going to be Justin Fields. Like, we're excited. Um, and the other thing that I saw, too, that a lot of people were kind of like talking about on Twitter and, you know, different subreddits and whatnot, is that the comparison of like, Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes saying like, oh, well, you know, well, Alex Smith was the quarterback in Kansas City and Mahomes came in and didn't start right away. Now look at him. But when you look at it, Alex Smith, that's the thing that gets Nagy in trouble in the first place, thinking that we're Kansas City. This is not the same thing. You got to do yeah. something and different. And Andy Reid, Andy Reid has an eye for talent. He was able yeah. to make the Eagles contenders for 10 and you had alex smith who had balled out the that that year and the year before yeah he had like he had like nine i think it was like nine ten twelve eleven win seasons the past four years or something like that where like yeah he doesn't he shouldn't lose the job with based off of that record we also forget like with kansas city the first couple of years with alex smith like they didn't have like wide receivers whatsoever like i think it was what like a year and a half where they didn't have a wide receiver catch a single touchdown pass. It was all to running backs and tight ends. Like Jamal Charles and, you know, whoever else. I mean, that's when Kelsey really started becoming a a superstar. But, like, it was very conservative offense. Like, they would still put up points, but it was nowhere near this run-and-gun offense that you see with Mahomes. And, obviously, Mahomes was the right choice, you know, to get rid of Alex Smith after that year they drafted him. It's just comparing apples and oranges. You can't compare that. You can't. Yeah, no. you can't. And yeah, we, no. we, the Bears are at a, at a junction right now where we could go, you know, like lose Allen Robinson and go full rebuild and like try to trade Hicks and, and you'd be, like and Max. You'd still be okay. But you'd if, still but be yeah, spot. oh yeah, but like, or we could see like if somehow we got if we got lightning in a bottle with this Fields kid, we gotta know. Like you know, what I mean, like right. we got right. We, and we, can't, think, we, we can't, we can't, he can't, we can't go the whole year without playing him. Can't, can't. City, you just can't had players in their prime or just entering their prime. And then like Mahomes is, let's be honest, he might be a, a, a generational quarterback that we've never seen before. And he's certainly acting that way. So it was, it was a perfect combination. And then you throw in a, a head coach like Andy Reed, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's, they're going to win and they well, want a lot. Yeah. And Alex Smith was the incumbent starter for the last three or four seasons with Mahomes coming in where the Bears signed Dalton right. and drafted Fields. So like they, they don't have any previous previous experience from Dalton where you're like, well, we gotta give him a shot. I think it'll be just like last year, depending obviously depending on how Dalton plays. If he is crazy good, then he's not gonna take him out. But you know how it was. Mitch is our starter. We're like, we're gonna go with Mitch. Week two, Foles is in there and you know, he won us the game or whatever, but you know, it's like the same thing as last year. Like Nagy with his quarterbacks. Who am I going to play? Who's the starter? Who's, you know, we signed this guy. We yeah. had this guy. He doesn't have patience with him, does he? No. He or really I don't does. I don't know if it's like the fan pressure or if he just like, he feels like he, his job is on the line, which it probably it definitely you, is. Dude. But Be you. 
I mean, did, he, did did they say they're taking that off, or is there some other dumb clothes he's got on there? I really hope they are. How about just win or just nothing? Just nothing. Just put the plays on there. Who cares? You don't yeah, need maybe to... <laughs> maybe that play, maybe that sticker that he has the BU. Like that's where the fullback dive on fourth and one yeah. was. It's like I hate this play. I'm just gonna put the <laughs> sticker on it. Those are all the plays that act that work in in third and one situations. Yeah. So we're yeah. gonna cover that up with the BU. We're gonna keep the. Third and, oh man, inverse. where's my third and seven option? I'm gonna put the BU on and just run a screenplay again. Uh, all, all right, right let's, let's get some let's get some baseball going. So yeah, we got the the Sox and Cubs. You know, I guess we'll lead with you guys. The the Cubs just lost their third game in a row to the Mets. So I'm gonna hand it over to you guys. Whoever wants to start it off, what what are we thinking? The Cubs are still. I think they're in a half game in. It doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't hurt as bad uh, because you know you one you got the Brewers losing even though it's to the Reds who are they're hot, hot Reds right are hot now. now yeah right hey, hey, someone it, must I mean, listen to the podcast knew, I said they yeah, were trash yep. but they're they're playing we knew that Central was going to be like this where it was going to be comp- you know competitive in the sense of just where the teams are at all season long not necessarily holy moly best division but we just knew that it was going to be a bloodbath the whole year. I, I I can't be mad when we had the weekend that we just had, you know, we're sweet. And, and they took two out of three yeah. from San Diego. Yeah. Do yeah. that. We do that. And then we take three away from the Cardinals. It's like, yeah, I mean, I can't be upset. I mean, I think it's a little frustrating in the sense of like, you saw the lineups they put out the past two games. Um, it's just like, are they banged up or are we just taking? Yeah, I mean, I know Bryant took up, pitch yesterday on the hand so obviously that's terrifying but he's it sounds like he's day to day but like they put a weird lineup in yesterday they put a weird lineup in today and you know you're going against DeGrom and DeGrom went faced nine batters with eight straight uh with eight strikeouts that's insane you had to get pulled out for shoulder yeah shoulder issues right um I mean, it does seem like this team does have bad hangovers, and then they start another run, right? They, what, swept San Diego, and then they lost three out of four to the Giants. And I get that the Giants, you could say, are like the hottest team in baseball overall this this entire you know three months we've been playing. Um, but, you know, you just had an emotional series with the Cardinals where they really handcuffed them for, for two out of three games at least. Um, it's a little disappointing just to see who they're playing and starting. Like, first of all, I can't and we had already and we had already swept the Mets this season. So, yeah, I mean, but it's not like 2015 where they swept them in two straight series and then they got swept themselves in the playoffs. But like, I'm sorry. I don't want to see Eric Solgard out there. He is a liability at the plate. He's a liability in other things, which we all know. Um, and I want to see Alcantara play. I want and to see he, wears, he wears regular glasses when he plays. He's which a is... weirdo. He's not good. The only time he's good is coming in for like pinch hitting, right? I want to see Alcantara play. If the Cubs want to blow this up, right? I, like I know they're creating problems with the front office because how well they have played. Then you have to see how good Alcantara is. I don't want to see Eric Sogard. I'm sorry. He's slow, he's old, and he doesn't bring you any worth. I'm sorry. I don't want to see you play. 
yeah. stop putting stop putting them in the lineup. I was going to ask, what are your guys like thoughts on these like young guys that have shown up and awesome. played well? Are they great. you got you got awesome. wisdom, you got Alcantara, you got guys that are coming up and showing it. Wisdom's even old. even Sorry. even yeah, even Horner, who's who showed flashes every time he's been up, just can't stay healthy. It, it's it's to the point where you just like okay, if we did let some people go, I'm I'm not like I, I it, we're still Horner, we're still gonna have competitive baseball in Chicago. The only thing is just we need a rotation, and the fact that you just oh, gave yeah. Darvish is just crazy. I mean, that's the one thing the Cubs can't we can't develop. So. I mean, that's the that's my worry. I mean, I think Alec Mills pitched okay yesterday for, you know, he's been banged up all year and he comes in for a spot start. You know, he gives you four or five innings. That's fine, right? Three earned. That's expected. You know, they didn't hit yesterday. I think one of the biggest issues in the past week and a half, I saw their batting average, even though they have been winning, they're still only hitting 188, right? So, and we were worried that, you know, at the beginning of, between May, they were so efficient of scoring runs, finding ways to win, moving batters. They weren't relying on the home run ball. Uh, and now that it's heating up again, and if the wind's blowing out and it's hot at Wrigley, yeah, that ball's going to fly. Are you just relying on the home run ball again? And it seems like they have been. And when you face good pitching, you're not going to score runs. Um, they need to get back to what they were doing in May. And I get that in May, it's colder. You know, especially for the first two or three weeks in May here, it, it, it is colder. So you can't rely on the home run ball. Um, but, you know, you want to be smart again. And I definitely think hopefully Nico Horner gets back healthy. And I wouldn't be honest if they just get rid of Sogard. I don't want to see him. I do not want to see Eric Sogard in the lineup ever again. What do you think about the uh, the Sox there, Kev? Well, I think that I actually called Jackson the other day and I was – Depending on how the Sox fared the last two games, I kind of had a more of a point to go on than what I'm going to say now. But uh, I I think that this these past couple of series against the Blue Jays and the Rays have kind of made me feel better about the Sox. Uh, That's I know in baseball, right? Today? Either that Rays are, yeah, yeah. I think I no, think that the Sox are now they are, yeah, yeah. The best record in baseball, but. I think the thing that makes me like excited and like kind of like a sigh of relief, and I know it's only like six games in total with those teams, is that we're be we're beating quality teams. We're not just beating up on the Tigers. We're not beating up on the Twins and you know all those you know crappy teams. It's nice to be able to beat the Rays and the Blue Jays. And I know the Blue Jays are in fourth place, but they have a talented team that you know they could you know take a wild card spot or whatever. Um, but it's definitely nice to see that they are beating quality teams. And the crazy thing is like all these, you know, speaking of just like the, you know, wisdoms and the Alcantara's, the Sox with all their injuries that they're, they're having these players step up like with uh Goodwin who hit a home run in his first game. Danny Mendick getting big hits, Lurie Garcia, Billy Hamilton, when he was, before he was hurt, like it's, it makes me happy. It makes me happy to see these guys stepping up. Obviously what I'd rather have Eloy and Madrigal and Robert out there 100%, but it is nice, and I'm hoping that they can kind of keep the ship afloat until they get back, especially with kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit uh, with Eli coming back, but I am definitely happy that they were able to beat these good teams. You know, you, you need to beat the bad teams in baseball to win, to make the playoffs. Like, it just, 
you know, I know like a lot of times if when we're arguing with buddies or whatever, like, oh, the Sox division is trash or if this, you know, Cubs division is down, like you only won because your division is so bad. But you still got to beat the bad teams. You still got to take, you get sweep them or take three out of four or two out of three every every time you face them in order to get to the postseason. So I'm happy that we've shown that we can do that. But having to beat the Rays and now we have the Astros coming up and hopefully we can, you know, do business with them. Uh, is that game on this on the road or home? I think it's on the road. I have to double check, but you know, just that's, them being, that's, that's another big test then. Them them being the Astros, like obviously, you know, we know we know the Astros, so it'll be like you said, another big test. I'm excited. You know, if we lost the like, if we got swept or lost two out of three, I would be like really down. Like, oh, here we go. Here comes like the we can't beat the good team. So, uh, well, I mean, I saw a stat on Monday that the White Sox had a losing record to winning teams. But so did the Dodgers. The Dodgers actually had a worse winning record, or uh, I'm sorry, a record overall. It's hard to beat good teams? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Who would have thought? And so the Dodgers had a worse record than the White Sox against teams with winning teams, but yet no one ever talked about it. They also play in that division, too. Yeah, last year, year, or you're saying this year or last year's Dodgers team? This year's Dodgers team. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, well, they're in that division's pretty pretty good this year. No, but yeah, they, you Diamondback can make the and, that the and, three uh, best teams Rockies. in the NL are all right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will I, say this though: the, there's a weird pattern with the Cubs. If it's a four-game series on the road against a good team, right? Giants, the Braves. Well, the Braves have kind of slipped a little bit, and now the Mets. They definitely struggle in those four-game series on the road. Um. However, they are really good at home against really good teams, right? They swept the Mets, they swept the Dodgers, they swept the Padres, they swept the Cardinals all at home. Um, they do know how to turn it on. And I think once the White Sox start figuring that out, they'll, they'll be good to go, too. Home field, home field advantage right now at Wrigley's is Luke Hot. Oh, that bullpen. You get him to the sixth inning, it's, it's been lights. It's been game over. So Evo yeah. is back. What do you think yeah, he uh, res- he was able to resume baseball activities, so I think that he'll he'll have like a two or three week ramp up program before he goes to the minors for however long, couple couple weeks or whatever. But the one thing I'll say, I'm very excited. I just hope they do not rush him back. Yeah, you know, he's 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 signed for a long time. He's young. We don't need to try and unless like obviously, you know, rush him back to possibly DH in like a World Series type you know, moment or whatever, or playoffs, but don't rush him back till he can come back in like late July just to go back on the DL and not play till next season. So uh, I'm excited. I just, Madrigal, you know, that one's probably the least stinging out, out of the three big ones with Robert Eloy and him, well, I guess, and Kopech too, but I'm just talking position players. Back, um, I think that we need that at a consistent power bat. Because, you know, Mercedes has been doing all right, but he's not really power. He just kind of, like, gets on. He has a couple home runs, like seven or eight, something like that. But, you know, I think another good power bat to go in that lineup would be really nice to get those uh, runners that we get on, like the Andersons and, you know, the Garcias and things like that. So I'm just hoping that... Mankata's had a great year so he's far. Had a, he's had, had a great yeah. year, yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't play. Him and Mercedes didn't play, so I was kind of stuck watching Jake Lamb and uh, who else was out there today, Chris Chris Goodwin and well, Laura Garcia. So there's nothing, there's nothing worse wow. than get. There's nothing worse than get lineup. There's nothing worse than getaway days. Oh, uh, I know. It's just like, 
you know, you go there and you're like, oh, yeah, especially with the, all the injuries, you'll kind of want to see all those guys. But I'm not going to complain. They won. Uh, just don't rush them back. You like come back. Don't do anything stupid. I just think it's crazy. that I feel like the White Sox are like the ultimate AL team because I feel like the, uh, their whole team could be a DH with Mercedes and Abreu and Eloy and it's all these guys. Like they're just really sticking it to the NL saying, yeah, you know what? You want to keep pitchers batting? Well, we're going to have a team full of DHs that can't field, but they can hit. They can rake. I mean, that was the thing with I, Eloy. You don't even need to feel when you got like that rotation that's just on straight fire right now. I mean, yeah. that was the thing with Eloy. Eloy was going to have a hard time cracking the lineup if he stayed in the NL with the Cubs. He he just was. I mean, unless you moved Hay- Hayward over to center and then he would have played right. But, you know, right field is still a lot more challenging with the throw than left field is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, I, I don't just my kind of future crystal ball predictions. I don't think they'll sign Mercedes. I think that they'll let him do his own thing because there's no room for him. You're not going to keep him over those guys as like a DH. So I think he'll be gone, but just come back. Be, be safe. Eli. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, what One thing I wanted to ask about the Cubs before we move on uh, to our kind of national news, random thoughts portion the leadoff hitter. I saw that. Is Jock Peterson your guy's leadoff hitter? Like, has he, he been? Has, we don't, yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't have a leadoff hitter. But we change, it's, it's we change our minds done. every. We haven't had a leadoff hitter since Fowler, man. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it, it'll change soon enough. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I know. I think you mentioned it in the first the first podcast, but like, is I know he's got a decent uh, OBP, but. I don't know, like, he's not, he's not, when he gets on, he's not, not going to steal second. We haven't, but. we need a true leadoff, and I don't understand how the front office hasn't figured that out. I mean, it would, it, it, Hap was supposed to be it. Like, that was supposed to be the guy that was going to be it. Like, not this year, not this year. Like, last year, they were, they were gearing for that. Hell, they were gearing for that in 18, you know, or And they what, tried 19. Baez before, they've yeah. tried. Horner would be great, but, like. Again, we he doesn't he hasn't had enough time to play to figure out you know like is this an average guy can we he hit for it so we'll see. The thing is they're they're not a team that takes a lot of walks. <laughs> like they don't they don't take walks. Um, they don't they have good they have uh, I'd say probably above average speed on the team, but they don't steal a lot. I mean, Jason Hayward I think would make a great leadoff guy, but you know he doesn't hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, he was batting ninth the other day I saw. Yeah, like, wow, here's another two ground. Uh, he's back to 2016, where he won. He stands so far out of the batty, batter's box, right? And then he tries to hit the ball, and he pulls it. Well, yeah, you're not going to generate power. You're going to ground out right to the second baseman, who already has a shift on you. All righty. So, does anyone have any national news, pop culture things they want to bring up? Bear alert, bear alert, bear alert, bear alert, bear alert, bear alert. We got a bear alert. That's right. Well, folks, um, bears have been seen in Minneapolis. They have been wandering around outside of Minneapolis. So if you live in Minneapolis and you follow this podcast, I don't think we have anybody. But, you know, we never know. Be on the alert. It's not just been random bears, but like bears and their cubs. So that is your week's bear alert. On a scale of one to ten, how fucking terrified should these people be? Um, I'd say a solid seventeen. Holy hell! 
Holy hell. All right, Minneapolis. All right. The Bears eventually will start taking over. Um, and I hope that they can be integrated into society and become like good, you know, tax paying citizens one day. Something about, a bear and a, something about a bear and a necktie just doesn't doesn't fit with me. No, they're they're more of like a, a suit jacket and like a blue jeans look. Like and if you see any Vikings out there, any Vikings they players, hate Vikings. They hate just give Vikings. Just give them a, it'll maul real quick, you know. Yeah, they maul them. They yeah. maul them good. No, not, not, not anything severe. Just a little, let them know you're there type deal. Yeah. Every week we'll try to do a bear alert. So maybe bear, There's always bears news. Maybe if we get smart enough, we'll uh, add a little siren effect in there for you. Now, <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's a mission for another day. All right, so I think one of the big things that we could talk about in like terms of national news is that the Major League Baseball has come out and said that there's going to be a 10 day ban for any pitchers caught using foreign substances. And you know my you know my thoughts on pitchers. I think that they're just big old babies who just can't play baseball and want it their way, but don't want anything else another way. So, any thoughts on Major League Baseball's decision for this? I was all over it after the Glass Now, uh, Tyler Glass Now interview, and in our group chat, I wanted Kevin to come out and kind of, you know, bring his claws out because it's just like, how are you going to blame the National League, Major League Baseball? How are you going to, how are you going to blame them for getting hurt when you were cheating? Like, come on! And then everyone goes, well, you can't do it mid-season, dude. You were cheating. Like, you're going to get caught eventually. You got caught. It, it, it's been in the news. I mean, if you didn't get warned in the offseason, then you should have been probably warned when every single announcer of every baseball game was talking about it. Once everyone's talking about it, once once my mom is texting me, hey, what, you hear about the sticky stuff that they're using? It's over. You're done. The fat lady is already saying, get rid of it. Don't even use it yeah. because it's going away. So I, I don't have any sympathy for the people that are using it. I understand why you would use it to to keep the competitive edge and get your money and everyone else's. I get that. I, I understand it. But like, know when it's over. Like, just know when the jig is up. Like, it's over. Like, it's time to go back to throwing the baseball the regular way. So do that. I mean, baseball's always been a sport where people have like try to find advantages to cheat to win right whether it's sign stealing back in the day where they'd have a guy in center field to do lights yeah. to, you know it, it, there's always human a nature human yeah, nature when, when, the sport, and... when the sport is like you're a hall of famer if you fail seven out of ten times like what do you expect they're gonna always try to find it a competitive advantage but it has been so blatantly honest or blatantly obvious excuse me uh we're People have shit on their hats or on the side of their jerseys, and they pick up the ball. And I say this as a uh, Craig Kimball fan, but he has a patch of, like, shit on the center of his bill. And then he touches his hat every single time. It's like, come on, man. Like, And I get that in today's baseball, and we've talked about it before, not just here but off the record – where it's either launch angle for batters, right? Get under the ball, drive the ball, or extra spin rates, right? People want to see home runs, and they want to see pitchers throwing gas with movement. And I think 
this idea, I think, with pitchers nowadays, where it just seems like they're so reliable on like a foreign substance to like make sure they get that extra break in a ball that will help with their velocity or the the curve, or like will it help with my twelve six curve ball? Like they're gonna do it, and like if you take that away and to, then to say like, oh, I don't know how to pitch anymore, it's like, are you serious? It, it's like my fifteen like fifteen year old kids who are learning how to pitch. They're not having this problem. Yeah, it's it's dumb. I, I understand to every notion of wanting to get the competitive edge, but once people are talking about it, it was over. It was on the cover of Sports Illustrated last yeah. week, yeah. and it was a pretty effective cover with the ball just covered in grease and shit. Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, you got to know when it's time to stop. Like, you got to know when to count your, you know, count your chickens and just cut it out. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i just keep it to two things just because I could talk about pitchers being little babies all day. But, you know, if you want to do that, doctor the baseball, let these big let Mike Trout put cork in his bat, doctor his bat just so it's on an even playing field. Let them, you know, manipulate whatever equipment you want to use during the game. You know, keep it keep it fair. If you don't want them to cork their bat or do whatever they got to do, then just Use your, you know, rosin or dirt. Backyard or, baseball I mean, out there where it's the spitballs and everything, corkscrew balls and everything's I mean, just going. Ball, give them I mean, aluminum bats. Just ball, I don't, you know. has been around forever. Like, like Phil Necro used to like doctor his ball with so much shit, you know. And then like, hey, you can't be doing that anymore. Like, stop that. Um, but like, I, I know there's that weird rule. I think one of the pitchers in the Padres series against the Cubs about two weeks ago got kicked out of the game because he didn't like dry off his hand, right? Like you can like use a, some type of substance, right? I'm saying this in air quotes, but you have to like use your jersey or your hat, which is why you see so many players like touch the bill or their jersey. Like, but you can't like have the substance and then go right to the ball to throw it. Like you have to like, tamper it or like dry off your fingers and stuff like it's a weird rule yeah i just assume that every like major league pitcher who's you know using this spider tack or whatever substances they're using uh, i just assume that their favorite movie scene of all time is a scene from flubber where they get the different the flubber patches on their shoes and they're just jumping around in the gym dunking and doing all that they saw that they're like i want to do that but the baseball version of that and it's going to be legal. And if they didn't get caught in flubber, I can't get caught in major league. That's what it's, I assume. The, the thing that I think of it most is like in the sixties and seventies with wide receivers in the NFL would put like stick them on their wrists and their forearms yeah. and their hands and be like, yeah, I caught the ball, but it's like on like my elbow. Like, yeah, I caught it. It's cause it just stuck there. And then like, you realize like these guys already had good hands to begin with, but it's become like such like a coping agent for them. Like they need it, you know, to like function. Well, I mean, you can say that now with the gloves they got now. You tried. Oh yeah. Some of those gloves? Yeah. They're smaller and smaller, more efficient. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't mind getting the competitive edge, but again, when, when it's just blatantly obvious like that, you got to know when it's time to be done. When, yeah. Like when you're getting like the, you know, when spin rates being recorded and all that. And you're like, Oh wow, this like number hasn't been achieved for decades. Like what's the, di- like did, you know, what happened in the human evolution chain where we're able to do that now? Oh wait, it's not, it's something that's being added to the ball. Okay. So maybe, you know, and it's all these pitchers that aren't like fastball pitchers or like a Kyle Hendricks type who's thrown 87, 
you know, hitting the spots. It's all these guys that have like crazy wicked wipeout sliders throwing 99. So, you know, you didn't see that before. Look at the ground, right? He's throwing 99 to 101 in the sixth to seventh inning. And then he throws a 92 mile an hour slider and it just totally changes people up, right? Like they, I mean, that drop in velocity and that movement has people swinging or just stuck frozen. I watched it today. Like Eric Sogard, once again, looked like an idiot out there because um, the ground goes 99, 98, 92 mile an hour slider. You're out. Take some bench, you know, grab some bench. So, I mean, it, it feels like these pitchers just, just don't know how to pitch without some type of grease, oil, whatever shit that they're putting on. And then to even think like, well, oh man, we, we, we can't ban sunscreen because then they're, you know, then people are going to wear sunscreen and sue because of like, you know, getting, you know, day games and stuff. I'm like, if you ever take it that far, yeah, if you ever take it that far, we're going to sue the league for them not letting you wear sunscreen or something like that. Like this, this is where, this is why baseball has a major problem. Like this shouldn't be talked about. Like I'm cool with the, or I'm not cool, but the, the juiced ball narrative at least is like somewhat exciting or like somewhat okay to talk about and have there. I don't agree with the juicing that they did in what, 16 or 17 or whatever, but like at least like that's not something that the fans and everyone can see day in, day out. You, you might not even believe it's real, but when I, again, when I could see it directly on someone's head and I could see it being used and now every broadcast is bringing the spider tech in the booth and showing you how sticky this stuff is. Once you can see it like that, it's just like, man, like, weren't we all just on, like, getting our pitchforks to attack the Astros, and then this stuff's happening, and we're just going to be cool with it? Like, no, thank you. Yeah, cat's out of the bag. Just, It's a wrap. Get, yeah. use, use your dirt. Use your rosin. Throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what, what, you have something about uh, mascots you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, Kevin, I've noticed that there are some weird mascots out there. But one particularly stuck out the most. I know we were talking yesterday. We were just talking about general sports and where we were, like where we were in the NBA playoffs, and then where we were in the NHL playoffs. Because I haven't checked on both in a while. And I saw that the Las Vegas Knights or Golden Knights are in the conference championship game or conference series again. And we could talk about how they have been a very successful. Um, whatchamacallit, a uh, expansion expansion team? franchise, and they happen. I think we would all agree with that. However, do you know what their mascot <clears throat> is? Their physical mascot, the one that greets the kids and The shoots. Las Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, you, it, it's a I'm Golden Knight, correct? But I, I, I don't know what the mascot is. So I'm Neither gonna do guess, I. I'm going to guess that it's a guy that looks like he's wearing armor or something, like a You're knight. You're not even close. Okay. You're not even fucking close. Uh, is, like is some it, sort of is it, sort of king is it, maybe? Gi- is it like a giant moat then or something it's, like it has a castle? Nothing to, do, nothing to do with medieval stuff whatsoever. Does it have anything to do with like Vegas? No. Well, kind of. Okay. Kind so it's of. like a it's like a showgirl then or something. No. No, it's not like a tiger that like breathes fire. It's Elvis. Elvis is there. Not like a fat Elvis guy. Oh, it's okay. somewhat relatable to the American Southwest. Um, but the only reason why I know this is because Kevin and I were looking up their records uh, yesterday to see how good they have been. And then I saw on the Wikipedia mascot and I was like, oh, I wonder what the Golden Knight mascot looks like. I clicked on the, the page. Not a Golden Knight. 
It's a Gila monster wearing a hockey sweater. I talk about this. talk about two things that do not belong together: Gila monster and ice hockey. But monster. for those who don't know, Gila monster is a poisonous lizard in the American Southwest. It's black and gold, so I guess Isn't it would match the monster. The Gila monster. You know when you when you were telling me about what this. What's wrong with a knight? <laughs> As, yeah, it's not like it's one of those. Oh like, my god, and he's hideous. <laughs> it's a lizard wearing a hockey sweater. That's not like this isn't like, and this isn't like, you know, like, you know, like a single double A baseball team where you can like get away with some weird crap like this. Like this is a professional team that's been in their championship playoffs before. Well, and the thing that got me was like, I want a Stanley Cup. It's not like it's one of those franchises with a name like the Jazz, where it's like, ah, there's not like an actual thing that you can really. You're not going to have like a saxophone walk around or like. That'd be awesome, actually. You know, just. Or like 76ers or like they kind of don't really have like a set that. mascot. Like you have it's it right there. The it's all the night. The I mean, doesn't, doesn't hockey like have kind of weird mascot like the Philadelphia Flyer and all that? Well, or? that's well, yeah, the Flyer. That's he's gritty. But what do you do for a Flyer? Well, like, what the hell is a Flyer to begin with? So I'm and, OK. I'll give Gritty a and pass. And Philly just has that those weird, you know, the fanatic and all that. They just have like the weird thing. Oh, so it, they just leaned into that. Like they leaned into like. Sesame Street characters on drugs. Well, and we all know the Philadelphia Eagles mascots of drunk Santa's throwing bottles at referees. Yeah. That's see, that's Philadelphia Eagles mascot. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. I don't. If you have like a weird name, like a Jazz or 76ers, or I'm trying to think of like, or, or like a Philadelphia Flyers, I get that you might have like a like a more animal or cartoon character ish. Directly related to the name. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Phoenix Suns gorilla. Boom. Obviously. Well, that gorilla is pretty dang lucky that he's, there's no bears in Phoenix. Oh, wow. They'd be extinct. But the the, the name of Las Vegas Golden Knights, it's already there for you. Just have a guy in a night outfit walk around. What's, what's so wrong with that? You go with a Gila monster. That just wears a hockey sweater all day and just walks around. There's got to be some confused, confused ass kid saying like, if oh, I was, if I was a what's, dad, what's his name? I don't know. I didn't bother looking it up. I saw the picture of him like this is dumb. And then Kevin and I talked about it like, why would you do a Gila monster? And then like, yeah, they're big in the Southwest. But what's his wrong? Name is, his name is Chance. Oh, that's right. It is Chance. Chance the Snapper. Future future president of Chicago Bears, followed by the vice president Gila Monster of the Golden, <laughs> the Knights. Golden Knights. Yeah, they need like, a collab on something. You're taking your kids to a hockey game for the first time. And right? I was, and I'm right. It's it's Gila Monster. It's not Gila. It's Gila. Gila. Yeah. Gila Tequila. Whatever. It's a dumb mascot. A, cha- a chance at love with Gila Tequila. Come on now. Someone's trolling. Someone's trolling. Like, can you imagine taking your kids to a hockey game? You're like, where's the Golden Knight? Like, let's take a photo with him. And now you got this lizard. (laughs) Like, hey, kids, take a photo with me. I don't know. It's weird. That's my end of the rant. I don't like mascots that are completely different from the mascots that are the the team team name. name. Dumb. And I, I I take that back. It was a shot at love, not a chance at love. So. I apologize to Tila Tequila. I, I, 
our, our <laughs> Tila, we're sorry. sorry. I, I'm sorry, Queen. If, if you listen to this podcast, that'd be great. She probably is, knowing where she's at in life, but <laughs> sorry, Queen. Uh, what's this gripe I got with the, I? The so I was I was hanging notes? out for um, one of my buddies, uh, Michael Hernandez. He is the um, he is the host of the Basketball Teacher podcast. So shout out shout to this out. podcast. Podcast. Um, we were talking also kind of about mascots and icons and logos. We always kind of give the Arizona Cardinals uh, a little bit of shit for, uh, for my wife. Not not the like Arizona Cardinals as a team, but just like the fact that they're the Cardinals, right? Like, and it's just like it's in Arizona. And I thought you could be so many so much cool cooler stuff. There's so much cool desert stuff, but so on and so forth. It, it led us to just bird logos and like being bird logo and all this. And we came up with the the take that all bird logos that look stupid are the ones that have like actual like eyes, like eyes like humans. So like, you know how like like the St. Louis Cardinal doesn't have eyes, like you know, has the blacked out eyes or whatever. Like the the Atlanta Falcons only ha- it has eyes, but like you know, little slits or like angry eyes. But if you actually have like eyes with like pupils, it just looks derpy as hell. Like the Louisville, like you know, thing or whatever. So like, just take a look. If you have, if you look at any bird logos of teams that they have eyes, with you know, with act like trying to look a little bit too humanoid in their eyes, it just looks stupid. Uh, another thing about the Louisville uh, Cardinals logo, it's a it's a cardinal, obviously, has a beak, but also has teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't it know does. what they're doing there. That's right. So, yeah. Take, you know, I mean, take a look at your bird logos. And if your bird logos has, you know, an eye with a pupil in it, it's it's most likely just not hitting for, for me. It's just not hitting. Do but, you know what I think we need to do is put up a poll. What's a worse mascot? Louisville with the teeth? Or Las Vegas Golden Knights. That's not the Golden Knight. Well, they should just be the Gila Monsters then. That'd be a cooler name. Well, that's it, that's kind of what we were leading with the Arizona Cardinals. Like, there's so much cool desert animals or or but the Cardinals, fauna or the something Cardinals like have been around for a hundred road, road runners. I understand they've been around, but like, I feel like they should have rebranded, used some of like the teal colors that you know, like originally. I mean, the Diamondbacks should have never changed their colors. The purple and teal was too too. What you don't like that weird gray? I I think that the, I think they should have gone with like the Pittsburgh kind of thing where they all like have similar colors and they should have used like that desert teal purple kind of thing or whatever. The Suns jerseys are hot, so like I yeah, mean, the, yeah, those the are Valley jerseys. Those are, those yeah. are like the cool. They're that's spicy. like the one cool NBA jersey. And, I like. and well, and then, and again, they in all retrospect, if a random other team is called the Suns, you'd be like, oh, that's stupid. But you go to Phoenix and you're like, oh, well, it makes sense, you know. And it is hot. All right, let's get our power rankings going there, Kev. All right, so we're gonna power rank this week. You know, we kind of been a little bit, uh, a little bit serious with the last two power rankings in terms of favorite players and you know most disliked players from other teams. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna you know, troll a little bit. You know, kind of be a little goofy. We're gonna rank our favorite Bears memes slash memeable moments from the modern era because obviously memes didn't exist from like the nineteen, not even nineteen the past 10 years. So we're going to talk about Chicago bears and what meme slash memeable moments were our favorite over the past few years. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go first. Cause I think I, I'm re- I really enjoyed these power rankings. 
because I thought I had some really good ones. My one, my top, my third was Giraffe Neck Mike Lennon. <laughs> Giraffe Neck Mike Lennon. Seeing when the Bears signed him, and seeing him play against the Green Bay Packers, I think we were all, all not all together because you were in Arizona, Tim. But I think like uh, Jackson and a couple other people were at Bulldogs watching that game. And Mike Lennon just put up a stinker, and we're just seeing his long, just two-foot neck play and throw probably like three picks for 50 yards, seeing all those pictures on the Bears subreddit of him when just extending his neck and look on a draft. So draft neck Mike Lennon is my number three meme from the Chicago Bears. Jackson, or Tim, excuse me, who, what is your third favorite meme? I, I mean, it's tough. You want to put this higher, but he's not on the team anymore. But it, it just defines, you know, I would do this every Sunday, every time we scored a touchdown, because this tweet, I mean, I love to kiss titties. My, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> my wife was never safe whenever we scored a touchdown. I mean, they were, they were, I was, I was coming Where? in, I was, Where's I was puckering them. <laughs> so, I, I mean, again, just like, Come on, dude. Like, I get that we all have stupid tweets and stuff, but just to get caught with that, I mean, just – and it stuck, the, the titty kisser, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, Mitch, you were a great guy, but, man, like, that, that that's, that's got to be up there. Go ahead, yeah, Jack. Now th- well, now think of the, all the, you know, all the women he's got the, got a shot at up in Buffalo. Woo! Man. Gonna, I, think he just, gonna, I think he just got a, just got engaged. They're going to well, – I heard that he's going to get have to get thrown through a, a table or – drink a beer and then like light something on fire up there. But um, yeah, good for Mitch. Um, I think one of mine is <laughs> it's Dennis green. I know it's not technically a Chicago bear, but when he punched the microphone and said, the bears are who they thought they were. That's the greatest soundbite. Oh, that's a time. great one. That might that be is, the first like official Bears meme. Like that might have just yeah. like, launched the, the Bears. Launched are who the Bears they, are oh, they I, I would have been existence. I would have been upset if that wasn't on one of our lists. Great pick. Um, I mean, that was on T-shirts. They play that on every soundbite on ESPN or uh, every any Chicago um, radio station or just anytime someone has like an epic rant, that's always talked about. And when he punched it. He does this and then just storms out of the press conference. Yeah. Dennis green, not a Chicago bear, but one of the greatest Chicago bear moments ever. De- de- definitely uh, linked with the bears lore from you know, that point up till yeah. forever. Uh, so my number two, uh, I don't know if it's kind of a cop out, but I feel like just the whole Mark Trestman era in general is just a big two year span of just, it's a meme in itself. Just the fact that they hired Mark Trestman, Canadian football head coach, looked, come in like a math substitute teacher, mixed like whose DNA got mixed with like an earthworm, and he was out there on the sidelines telling these Goliaths of humans to go run a play, and then the the fact that you know like the team like the team quit on him, and he'd always talk about what a great practice we had. Like you know it's the Bears had a great practice, but they lost by thirty points, but we had a great practice. So fun fact. I matched with one of his daughters on Hinge or on Bumble like years ago. Hopefully you didn't mention her dad because so we didn't we didn't go out or anything like that. Um, but 
you know, on her profile, she's got her other sister and then her dad. And she's like, one thing I love, I forget, I forget what it was. It was like, one thing I love is football. And then I see the photo and I'm like, that's fucking Mark Trestman. And then I remember people always talk about like, oh yeah, Mark Trestman has like a good looking wife and two good looking daughters. And then I Googled it right there. I'm like, holy shit, that's one of them. And I was with one of our buddies and he goes, are you going to bring it up? I'm like, no, I'm not going to bring it up on it. Like to make fun of her or anything like that. But hey, come, how come your dad absolutely sucks? <laughs> how, come your, how come, how come Chris Conti got burned on that last play? <laughs> uh, if it was me and I, I, I would have just word vomited that like immediately from the start and be like, Oh, what do you want to eat? Your dad is just a bad quarterback. I hate him. He sucks. Or a bad, bad head coach. I would just word what a word vomited is. Just your dad, dad put us in a hole for five years. Thanks. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, is it me? Yeah, I think it's you Tim. I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> Kyle Orton with this beer stained. <laughs> with that one girl, he's got his shirt. His chest. <laughs> absolutely stained with beer and you just like man i i i god i i i just because of that picture kyle orton was just okay to watch in my book <laughs> that neck beer was amazing <laughs> kyle orton <laughs> do you guys know the story of him his last game in the nfl so he was supposed to do a press conference, right, to say goodbye to everybody, and he told everyone like to wait up, and I'll go out and talk. And said he just took a shower, got dressed, and walked out the back room and went to his car and left the stadium. Oh, a man after my own heart. Ooh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta use that if I ever make it big. That's a good, that's a good old Irish, Irish goodbye. Everybody, yeah. love it. He's just got a girl on his, <laughs> on his, on his lap, and his shirt is just soaked. Oh my god! That's probably the cleanest shirt that he owned too. Known him. This is, this is my formal attire. <laughs> I'm trying to see what this shirt is. It looks like maybe like a like sling shirt I gotta, or something. You gotta see this. Oh. Oh. All right, Jack. While you're looking that up, you, what is your number two memeable moment or meme from the Bears past? A few seasons. Um, I'm gonna go with one that's actually a positive, and I'm gonna go with the peanut punch type of thing. I know they're they they sold that everywhere. Um, I got a that, t-shirt. Yeah, you have the t-shirt about that, but like maybe because like 2012, Peanut Tillman was just knocking every ball out of everyone's hands. But I'm gonna go with the peanut punch. That's a good one. It was actually led to the Bears winning games instead of like. Them looking like idiots or like drunk stain on your shirt. Stains <laughs> like their neck like long necks like of bad players. So I'm gonna go with the peanut punch. That is that, that is a solid pick. That's probably like the one like one of the few non joking things that you could put about for like a, a meme. But so my number one and I, I want to pull it up real quick just so I have it available so I can re- read a few lines off of it because it's it's a, it's glorious. Um, it is – I don't know if you guys have – hopefully you've heard of it, but it's the the Rex Grossman, a.k.a. the Sex Cannon story. It was a – it was a – like a blog or something oh. about – some guy wrote an article or a blog about Rex Grossman and like his kind of – what he perceives of him as a – 
quarterback and what he thinks during the like process of uh, him playing quarterback. And if I can't if I can't pull it up real quick, I'll just kind of give you the the highlights of it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not finding it really a quick access. But basically, it's if he was in the mind of Rex Grossman, it's I'm Rex Grossman. Fuck it, I'm gonna throw it. I see Bernard Berrien down the sideline. I know I might not make it, but I'm the sex cannon, Rex Grossman. I'm gonna throw it in there. And ever since I read that blog, if you just Google sex sex cannon. Rex Grossman, you'll you'll find it. Uh, ever since that, I just can't stop giggling whenever I read it. So, Rex Grossman, <laughs> the sex cannon, is my number that one. It just sounds meme. so awkward. And I mean, just knowing you got it through like. it, I couldn't even get through my number two without giggling. So there you go. All right, Tim, what do you got for your number one? Uh, number one, I'm gonna have to go with um, the the close up of Nagy's face after the double doink with the, his mouth open. And just because we've all heard, we've all seen it. And it just, it's one of those things that makes that moment just a little bit better, even though it was one of the worst moments of our lives, just because like, you know, the beautiful, beautiful guys on Reddit or whatever, like that will just put like, you know, like some random bullshit that happened in the game with that face, you know, and it just, it goes for it. It's like the Michael Jordan face, you know, like crying face at this point. It's just, it's iconic. You know exactly what that means at that point in time. It's, it's got to go on there because it's going to be a meme for his entire tenure as our coach and even then some. So. All right, Jackson, Ronda out. What do you got for your number one? Uh, same play, just a different angle of the game. Um, Staley the Bear, when he notices the ball hits off the double doink, you just literally see him like if he was shot. Like, you can't be, this can't be happening again. And he just falls forward on his face. Like, it's hysterical. If you watch it in the back part, you just see him go up and falls like flat on his face, like realizing the season's over. Honorable mentions. I had a couple, if you don't mind. Uh, oh, I, thought yeah, someone, I thought I thought someone was going to pick the Tom Brady uh, four fingers. Oh, that's that's, that's a good solid. one. That's a good one. And then uh, it, it it loses its little bite now because of the whole Deshaun Watson stuff in the news. But the picture of Trubisky at the at the Pro Bowl with uh, yep, uh, with Watson yep. and and Mahomes will never escape that picture. It's always going to be there. Well, we finally can escape it this year. So. So there's a really funny, like I was looking, I was trying to do research for this one. Um, but apparently in the 1960s, the bears had a, a mascot who would just walk around this creepy bears outfit. And a couple times NFL films mic'd him up and he would be swearing like halfway through it. And they found the audio of it and it's hysterical. He's like, why are you doing that play? What a bunch of idiots since the mascot like mic'd up, like just yelling at the players. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Did we have ones that like they had we a bleep don't out. want to see anymore? They had a bleep out stuff too. Uh the one for me that I don't want to see anymore, it's it's not the it's the non fun part of the double doink, and it is the double doink. Uh just tired it like anytime any kicker like I don't know if double doink was even a thing until that time so any any time anyone hits yeah and any time a kicker hits you know the post two times double like hey bring it up hey let's cut to the uh video of cody parkey and just the whole stadium at in chicago just being depressed 
So double doink is my least favorite meme from recent times. I will have to go with one. I think I kind of coined it, or I'm sure we there's people that coined it as well. But this was back when Tebow mania was a thing. So Tebowing was a thing, right? But if you remember that year, we played we played Denver. We lost because Marion Barber decided to go out of bounds. And I just remember that vividly. So I just called it, you know, we got barbered just, you know, the entire year. So I don't really want to remember that anymore, but so sorry if I brought that up for you guys. I forgot Jackson, about anything? that game. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> uh, Chris Conti. I mean, obviously the Parker, Cody Parkey, made national news and how it's been used and the term is new, but just, you know, I'm going to look like Chris Conti just getting burned by Randall Cobb. And then when he doesn't get burned, he gets like 15 yard penalties because he decides to spear someone in the head. So I'm going to go with that. Sell a pick. Can't complain. All right. Well, that's going to end episode three of the team bear sports podcast. Uh, you could follow us at Team Bear Podcast on Twitter, and you could check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you can get your podcasting services from. Uh, anyone have anything they want to lead out with other than uh, Team Bear? Stay with the podcast. We got some interesting things down the po- pipeline. We're gonna be, we're gonna keep going with this. Uh, you know, stupid random ideas like we're talking about porridge and all that. Stay tuned with us three. It, blow your mind. Yeah, with us three, you're 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 bound to be just saying what the fuck at least once or twice during the podcast. So stay with us, Jack. Yeah, I thought today was a lot more tamed than it has been. Um, but yeah, stay with us. We enjoy it. This is something that it's kind of been kind of random to do, but you know, it's been fun. We're gonna keep it going. Yeah, and as a as a, we're always thinking about you guys, so we decided to uh, make the podcast ten minutes shorter this time. So you got a little bit of a uh, time to spend uh, spend your ten minutes somewhere else. <laughs> we all know all of you are listening to this <laughs> straight through. Oh yeah. Hey, now at least they can hear me now better. A hundred minutes like a minute. of three three goofs rambling. That's what that's what I want to hear. At least it doesn't sound like I'm in a submarine. So. Yeah, first first one with Jackson the microphone. So hopefully it was a good one. All right, other than that, Team Bear out. We out. Later. Later. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!